podcast. Hey, it's time to podcast. Hey, podcast. Hey, it's time to podcast. Hey, it's time to podcast about anxiety, coping skills, coping skills. Podcast about anxiety, coping skills, coping skills, ooh, coping skills. I'm working nine to five, ain't no way to make a living. It'll be alright, we're all coping and forgiven. You guys will notice I, like, uh, did a little bit of word substitution in there, which was, like, pretty exciting. Um, don't worry. Keep this thing playing. Welcome. Welcome to Coping Skills. You are in the right place. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about coping skills. We talk about how we overcome anxiety, uh, mental health issues, or just run-of-the-mill uh, just human self-doubt and perhaps some imposter syndrome, how we get over that in order to do and think about the things that really matter. So I don't just want to talk to people about how they succeed. You know, I think the market is completely covered with those podcasts. I mean, I think of Tim Ferriss. I think of Jordan Harbinger. I mean, those guys... I mean, they do it so amazingly well. I really want to talk to people about, you know, before people get to doing all the things, um, I want to talk to people about what they do before they do all the things. When they have an anxious thought or an anxious feeling or they're having a really bad day, perhaps with body image or um, depression, I want to know what they do to move through that or to cope with that and then how they coexist with that in order to do and think about the things that really matter. So when I interview a guest, we're not only going to talk about fun pop culture stuff, which is something that I am very passionate about, especially when it comes to Bravo. I want to talk to all of my guests about these types of things. What are their coping skills? And um, I want to do a deep dive into several of the coping skills of each of my guests. But for the first episode of the podcast, I just sort of wanted to get to know you and for you to get to know me. And um, so, yeah, now that you know a little bit about what coping skills is going to be like, I will address the elephant in the room. You know, we're living in the time of COVID-19 aka the coronavirus. You know, we are all quarantined. We're at home. Um, Some of us are with our family and our loved ones. Some of us are by ourselves. Some of us perhaps have had losses in our family. And, you know, we're dealing with an unprecedented situation right now. So it's a great time to talk about and learn about coping skills and it's a great time to just sort of give our minds a break whenever we can give our minds a moment of levity to just relax because we can't be in fight or flight mode all the time 
So before I get started with the episode, I just want to let you guys know, I'm not a mental health professional by any means. A lot of my favorite podcasts, you know, they mention that at either the beginning or the end. They're like, I'm not a mental health professional, you know, seek medical attention for for official guidance. And, you know, the same is true for me. But I've been to therapy a lot, been to a few therapists. So, you know, I have a lot of ideas. However, you know, definitely go to therapy if you're feeling kind of kind of down right now. Um, if you can, uh, it's a great, great resource. Um, all right. So, um, you know, on the topic of COVID-19, you know, I, you know, I've been talking with a lot of my friends about how they feel about it and what it's been like for them to live in this in this time and a lot of people are talking about how anxious they feel and i really get that i struggle with anxiety and have you know my whole life and i just found out about it two years ago (laughs) we can get into that later Um, i'm 30 so i just found out that i have general generalized anxiety see (laughs) that i have generalized anxiety about two years ago so before that point i i thought there was just something patently wrong with me i thought why can't why is everyone so calm and i feel so frazzled you know um anyway two years ago found out i had anxiety and now people keep talking about how they feel anxious and again like i said i get it i totally I totally get what that feels like. And um, in a lot of ways, though I intellectually know so many horrific and terrible things are going on in the world and um, so many people are being affected either physically, either, um, you know, relationally and financially. Well, we're all being affected financially, that's for sure. Um, I guess my level of anxiety has sort of stayed the same, which, um, you know, the other day I started thinking about this, it kind of made me feel very troubled because it caused me to realize how anxious I feel all the time. Like, I feel anxious most of the time. I, I, you know, I have bouts of, you know, feeling increased anxiety um, throughout all of this. But, you know, aside from the few times where I've, you know, I've cried about stuff, I've felt, you know, anxious um, while walking through the store back when I went to the store. Now I now I get my groceries delivered, which is very nice, by the way. Very nice. Um, but yeah, like other than those several times, I, I suppose I sort of felt similar to how I normally feel. You know, I have definitely kind of a, you know, I have levels of anxiety. You know, sometimes I feel very anxious. Sometimes I feel calm. Um, but on the whole, I guess I just feel like I've been taking this whole thing in. And perhaps, you know, my level mood, well, I don't know if it's level. I mean, it's pretty anxious. But um, I don't know if the levelness that I've been observing this whole thing is a coping mechanism or not. But just a thought. So I say all this to tell you, um, you know, it's very powerful just to observe how you feel in this time. You know, some of us are struggling with anxiety and haven't before. And some of us have anxiety and are feeling even more anxious. And maybe, I'm not sure, maybe some of us have anxiety and feel the same, <laughs> you know, with with those 
increases at various times. But that's something I've sort of been thinking about lately. So in this podcast, I'm really, really excited because in every episode, I want to talk about a few coping skills that I hate and a few coping skills that I love and that are actually helping. And there may be some repetitions and we may switch it up down the line with guests, but um, for now, I think that those are two things I want to address in every single episode. So I'm going to start off with a negative so we can like end on a positive. I want to start with some coping mechanisms that I hate. I mean, you could say they're not coping mechanisms, but, you know, calling you out. Sometimes we use negative behaviors to cope, obviously. We all know this. Um, We all do it. So one of the coping skills that I, well we'll just say pretend coping skills, fake coping skills, like a coping skill wolf in coping skill sheep's clothing, right? Um, I will say that it is um, comparison. Comparison is the thief of all joy. It is the worst. Comparison is the thing that will steal your friendships. It will steal your happiness and You know, I think in our society, it's very easy to compare ourselves and we all do it, but I just want to put it out there that I hate it and it's something that I don't like doing. And when I notice myself doing it, um, I try to stop myself. Um, This has been sort of a recent, recent awakening that I've had in the last few years. Um, But yeah, comparison. Try not to do it. You can literally only be yourself. So... You know, as we're all sitting inside, I think it would be helpful for us not to compare what other people are doing on social media and stuff. Um, Maybe just if you're looking at what other people are doing, that's fine. Maybe try to get joy from what other people are doing or get ideas. But realize that they're them and you are you and you both have had very unique life experiences. So, you know, comparison, I hate it and I try not to do it and when you can just love people for what they have and what they're doing, um, you know, you can sometimes learn from others and better yourself. Also, I realized earlier I said I'm 30. I'm actually 31. Just turned 31 the other day in quarantine. So that was fun. It actually was fun. It was fun. Um, Yeah. The other thing that I don't like, okay, as a coping skill is like being busy. Like, you know what? We should not be busy for busy, for busyness, for the sake of busyness. Okay. We're already busy enough. Our world, we have a lot going on. You know, we have a lot of distractions. We have a lot of things that make us probably feel busier than we really are. But I think resting is a really good thing. So I think That's actually on my list of things that I love, like my favorite coping mechanisms um, or coping skills. Um, So we'll get to that later. But the third thing I hate is clutter. Okay, clutter? Clutter is terrible. Like, you know, I know a lot of people have different relationships with clutter, but I, for one, am just not a fan. You know, I abide by the philosophy that a cluttered house is a cluttered mind. Now, 
You can also take that too far and channel all of your anxiety into cleaning and staying up till 4 a.m. cleaning. I have done that. I have done that before um, many times. But I think that disorganization makes you feel more overwhelmed than you should. So if you can tidy something up, maybe a room or your space or a drawer, I think you'll feel better and you'll get self-esteem from that because you'll know like, hey, look at what I did. I organized this for my own, suiting my own needs and I feel much better. Um, so pivoting, let's talk about some coping mechanisms that I'm really vibing with right now. Um, number one, always number one, is podcasts. Podcasts make me feel like I'm not alone, no matter what I'm dealing with. I mean, if you know me in real life, you know that I'm always listening to a podcast, and I feel like all of my favorite podcast hosts are my friend, and, you know, that's what I want this podcast to feel like for people. I want this to feel like you're listening to friends talk, and that I would like to eventually build a podcast community, Um, but yeah, I just, I want this podcast to be fun and comforting like all of my favorite podcasts are, and I want you to learn something and take something from it too. Um, but always podcasts and we'll get to a segment at the end, um, that I haven't thought of a name for it yet, but it's something that I'm watching, reading, listening to, and I don't know, eating, I'm kind of like wondering if I should add eating to that list. Um, But just like little things that I'm doing and consuming and I want to shout them out and see if you guys will like them too. Um, So we'll get get to that later. But the second coping skill of mine that I've really been vibing with um, is rest. Rest, rest, rest. And one of my favorite people in the world, I do not know her personally. I have DM'd with her. But her name is Caroline Dooner. She wrote a book called The Fuck It Diet. I highly recommend it. Um, If you know me in real life, you'll be annoyed to hear that I'm listing this book because I talk to you guys about it all the time. But it's so, so good. And if you haven't read it, I really recommend checking it out, especially right now and in this crazy, crazy, crazy time where everyone's like posting about what they're eating and when they're working out and you know, I would say the fuck it diet really encourages people to get back in touch with their own needs. Um, so yeah, that brings me to resting. I think resting is so important. If you can find a way to get some extra sleep or just do something that makes you feel happy and good, if you can do that in this time, that's great. Some people have kids and are like running around and they can barely do that. And that's amazing. You know, I don't have kids, so you know, if that's you, props to you. I hope you can like take a bath. I don't know, just have some time with your loved ones that you're quarantining with or read a book, listen to a podcast, do something that makes you feel a little bit more rejuvenated. You know, um, I think that's really, really important. And the last coping skill that I have listed for you is Bravo. I love Bravo. Bravo is great. And I love Bravo podcasts. It's like hidden gems, okay? Hidden gems. Last night I watched Summer House and I also watched the premiere of The Real Housewives of New York. And I wanted 
to take the opportunity to talk with you guys about some of my thoughts from the Real Housewives of New York. You know, I, I kind of want it to be like, I want it to feel sort of like a recap, but I also want it to sort of just feel like we're, you know, we're chatting over coffee or uh, lunch or something, and we're just talking about, like, who we like and who we don't like. Um, you know, kind of a cross between Danny Pellegrino and um, the guys from Watch What Happens, Ronnie and Ben, okay? You guys, Watch What Crappens is where it is at, okay? If you want a Bravo recap show, but also everything iconic with Danny Pellegrino. They have different fl- flavors, but they're both amazing, and I just love their shows. Um, so I, I wanted to just sort of segue into a little bit of a Roni recap for you because, you know, Bravo has been one of my coping skills throughout this whole process and, you know, throughout my life as well, (laughs) honestly. Um, You know, for the past few years, probably like 10 years, you know, whenever I get home from a stressful day, I I watch Bravo. I mean, I do other productive things too that make me feel happy, but Bravo is one of my faves and it's something we can all do indoors right now if we have a parent's cable account if we have hulu you know if you have hulu plus if you have the individual apps you know i'm a hulu pluser so it's it's a great investment so let's get to it let me do our roni recap and then we will end with you know oprah's favorite things aka my favorite things. Also, I'm really sorry. I just got a text. That's rude. I'm gonna make a note to silence that sucker um, going forward. So shuffle, 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 shuffle. Okay, new segment. You know, one day I hope to have some transition music. That's gonna be, that's gonna be the goal. Um, so we open the episode of Roni. And all of the ladies are reading some news and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And they're all realizing that Bethany is not coming back. And they're trying to act like, okay, they, Luann, is trying to act like the show doesn't need Bethany. Now, you know, that's debatable. I love Roni with or without Bethany, but for Luann to act as though she's like compelling on her own, I mean, people. Let's be honest. She's not. Um, but, you know, with her with her smoker's voice and her strange wardrobe, she's like, well, I'm trying to prepare myself to do a, um, to do a Luann. And it's, it's difficult. You know, it's, it's difficult. But Sonia, you know how she always calls Sonia, like, Sonia, Sonia? Like, that's one of... That's one of Luann's opening scenes, you know. Sonia's waiting for her, like a diligent friend outside of the New York City courthouse, you know, congratulating her because her two-year probation has just ended. And, you know, Sonia's really gone up in my my book lately, okay? I went for years hating Sonia because I thought she was an elitist social climber and... You know, that might still be true, but 
I think she's been taken down a few pegs and she's probably eaten a little bit of like gluten-free humble pie. And I'm really liking Sonia right now. I think she's really having a moment. She looks amazing. Her fashion is is on point. It's never looked better. Which brings me back to how much I hate Luann's fashion. I hate it. She always says, money can't buy you class. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter how many Chanel, like, long necklaces you have. You will never look stylish. She just doesn't. She just doesn't. That strange haircut, I just can't. And I don't want to make fun of her physical appearance. I really think her heart is a piece of coal. I do. I'm just... I'm not feeling, not feeling Luann this season, and I'll, we'll talk more about that later. But before we do that, we really have to circle back and chat about Ramona. Ramona's going through it, you guys. She's going through it. She got a new apartment, and first of all, it is so gorgeous. And I also want to say that Ramona's, like, her aesthetic is, like, very modern. It's very modern. It's cool. Um... My aesthetic is definitely not just modern. I would say I have an eclectic design aesthetic. There's a lot of stuff I like, and I like to put it together in what I think is a unique and classic yet funky way, says everybody. But, you know, Ramona's cool. Her place looks like a bachelorette pad, you know? And one thing I did write down is that she still had a tag on one of her pillows. So that was fun. That was fun because I've definitely like gone to work with like a tag still in my shirt. <laughs> and at one point in the episode, she's like, I want a man to hold me. I want a man to tell me he loves me. You know, while she's like at the bar with her friends and she had some really nice friends there with her. Um, and honestly, I get that. We've all we've all been there. We never want to feel alone. But whenever Ramona cries, I just feel like she's fake crying. Every time she cries, I just it's difficult for me to really get behind her. Um, but you know, I did feel for her. Um, side note, speaking of Ramona, um, if you ever go back and watch some of the earlier seasons, like you realize that Ramona kind of like wasn't that nice to Alex McCord. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, that silly duo, Alex McCord and Ramona. I thought, you know, I thought they were, like, really good friends, but no, no siree. No siree. Listen, I know I myself feel very conflicted when new housewives come onto the scene. Um, I'm like Vin- Vicky Gumbelson in that way. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't like you. Um, first of all, Vicky Gumbelson is, you know, my least, one of my least favorite people in the world, but one of my most favorite people to watch, I guess you could say. Um, so when Leah came on the screen, I was like, girl, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. But before we get to Leah, I wanted to, wanted to talk a little bit more about Sonia. First of all, her, her apartment was looking cool. Like, like, Sonia's, you know, eccentric. She always has a lot of stuff everywhere. Um, but her fashion game was on point. She wants to give her daughter space, unlike some people, Ramona. And I liked that. I thought she had a really nice perspective about how, you know, she wants to give her daughter time to spread her wings. And that's the hardest part about being a mom. And 
that was really nice and really selfless and made me reevaluate some of my thoughts about Zonia that I've had for years, literally years. But now we're going to segue into Leah's, like, introduction. So I, I'm not really liking Leah a lot. I was really surprised to see that she is friends with Tinsley. I was like, I feel like Leah would, like, shank Tinsley in an alley somewhere, you know, because, like, Tinsley, I, I I think she's nice. I don't know. She her style her style is perfect. Now style has nothing to do with class or character. Okay, thanks Luann. But I would say her her style is my fave, and you know she does seem nice, albeit a bit shady. She does she she does seem shady, and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But again, Leah seems like she would shank you, and you would not see it coming. And she'd like pull out something from her like boho bag, and she would just like shank you, and then take your money and leave you in an alley. Like that's kind of what Leah feels like to me. And the other thing about Leah that I don't like, sorry, I'm just a bucket of laughs today, bucket bucket of positivity. I did not like how she was trying to hijack the relationship between one Lorelai and Rory Gilmore. Like, you know, my daughter, my daughter Kier is my best friend. Like, she's my best friend. She's my daughter. She's my mother. She's my sister. She's my mentor. And I don't know if that's healthy, (laughs) but it is what it is. Like, okay, that dynamic is a little played out. Okay. Kier needs a mom. Make sure you're being your mom. And also, Kira seems more mature than Leah. Like, how did that happen? But the other thing that I didn't like was that Leah and Luann started an alliterative friendship, a friendship that none of us need. And they started bonding about going to jail because they assaulted some police officers. And I was like, oh, that's just just fantastic, just fantastic for Kier and like all of Luann's brood, you know, like, honestly, these children, I don't, I just don't, I'm so impressed with them, I guess. I'm impressed with them making it out alive, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. Like, think of Jill Zarin's daughter, like, she overcame a smother, smother mother, smother, right? She, wow, (sighs) snaps to her. And last but not least is Dorinda. Okay, first of all, Dorinda is so beautiful. Her haircut is fire. Her outfits are cool. Um, And I always feel like I like Dorinda, but then she just goes off the handle and it's just hard to support some of the stuff she says. And then, <laughs> okay, hopefully someday I can do like impressions on here, but you know how she's always like, I just don't know what Tinsley, I just don't know what, dang it, you know, she slurs her words, she slurs them, and I can't tell, part of it is just her, her voice, she has a beautiful, raspy voice, and she slurs her words a little, but then, like, when she drinks, it just gets worse, and you're like, this is, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, so, the big thing, the big thing, you know, the big controversy in this episode, other than Bethany leaving, is, like, whether or not Tinsley really, should we call her Tins or Tinsley? We'll say Tins. Whether or not Tins really lives in New York City because she has an on and off relationship with Scott and that seems to be 
of interest to everybody. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like she lives in New York City, but, you know, I don't, I don't even know enough real facts to say, okay? I don't know, but it just, uh, yeah. If, if I were Tins, I would just be, I would try to be a little bit more real. Like, you can be authentic without divulging all of your life's, you know, most private secrets. And that's my recommendation. So when Tins calls me next time, I'll be sure to let her know. Um, anyway, please let me know what you think about these recaps. Let me know if you like them, because I may throw them in. Um, every few episodes, like if I do a solo episode, you know, maybe I'll recap a Bravo episode that I like. I'm very fired up about Summer House. I will say that I'm very fired up, like very pro Jules right now, feeling like like she's been really bullied by the rest of the cast. And there's a lot of hypocrites in that cast all of a sudden. Um, love Paige, but I... I want her to go to bat more for Jules. If you know what I'm talking about, Instagram DM me. Um, That brings me to the close of our first episode. I wanted to let you guys know that if you want to learn about the latest episodes that are going to be posted, you know, you know the drill. Um, Like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. But also, please follow me on Instagram. Um on coping underscore <laughs> okay we'll try that again um follow me on instagram at coping underscore skills underscore pod um that's my handle coping skills pod um and i will release you know updates and i'll let you guys know when episodes are coming out um but yeah, and you can also DM me there. Like, let me know um, some topics that you'd like for me to talk about, you know, um, when it comes to coping with anxiety or some other, you know, mental health, um, you know, mental health conditions. Um, we can all become a community where we talk about how we get over the obstacles that we face in order to do and think about the things that we really care about. So before I wrap this episode, I really want to go through my list of Oprah's book club items. You know, I may not even change it to Catherine's book club. I'm just going to like call it Oprah's book club. (laughs) That's right. This segment is Oprah's uh, book club. Um, so Things I'm watching on YouTube because, like, listen, we've got to diversify our assets here, right? So um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos uh, by Tabitha Farrar. She is an eating disorder recovery coach um, who suffered from an eating disorder herself. She just has such cool content and they're really quick videos about you know, common questions from people in recovery, but honestly, I think they apply to pretty much anyone um, struggling with food and body issues, like whether or not you have a diagnosed eating disorder. You know, if you're like a person living in modern day society, you've struggled with that stuff before, and she's got a lot of cool insights um, about, you know, issues surrounding food and body. And 
a couple. I'm reading. I'm reading a couple of things, um, but one book I'm reading to continue the theme. Um, I'm reading a book called Anti Diet. It um, was written by Christy Harrison, who is an RD, registered RD, and um, she has a podcast called Food Psych. One of my a podcast I really really like. Um, and the book is really, really good, and it's basically the history of diet culture and um, kind of how to break free from that without going crazy. It's really, really good so far. So I'm listening to a lot of things right now. We're going to pivot now. We're going to pivot to podcasts that I'm listening to that Oprah herself wants you to listen to. Um... I want to shout out one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Spiraling, and it is about anxiety, and um, it has two co-hosts, Serena Wolf and Katie Dalebout. Katie Dalebout was actually, um, her podcast was the first podcast that I ever really listened to, other than um, the Jordan Harbinger show and also The Art of Manliness. <laughs> um, be, yeah, that's uh, those are both really, really good. But, um, yeah, Let It Out by Katie Delbout was one of the first uh, podcasts that I really got into. And so she and her friend Serena Wolf, whose cookbook I also have, which is freaking great, um, she has two of them. Um, I have her most recently released one. Um, they have a great podcast about anxiety, and they go through basically a lot of topics related to anxiety, not only coping skills, but, like, um how to approach things like social media, etc. So it's a great, it's a great, great podcast and they're friends in real life. And so again, you feel like you're listening to your friends. Um, musically, I am listening to a lot of things right now, but I've really been loving a lot of stuff by Julia Michaels and an on theme song for this podcast would be called Anxiety by julia michaels featuring selena gomez it's really good i will link to it in the show notes as as i'll link to everything i mention um here in the show notes as well and if you're looking for things to watch if you have hbo watch the jinx that is crazy it's about robert durst and it's following um there there are real life updates going on right now um about the case um that is well, cases discussed um, in the documentary, but oh my gosh, I watched it in like a day and a half. It was really good. Um, and finally, um, I just want to let you guys know that next week I'm going to be interviewing my first guest, my dear, dear friend, Amber Forrest. She um, was one of the guests on my sister podcast which is called that's what she said with my very my very very dear friend stephanie um and you can find out more details about it if you uh go to our my instagram page for the cope for coping skills coping skills podcast um you can find out more about that's what she said i linked to our instagram page for that um it's a really it's really fun um and it's just a little bit on hiatus right now since Stephanie and I are far apart 
right now, only physically, not emotionally. So anyway, I'm very excited for my interview with Amber. She's like a ray of sunshine, and I just can't wait to just pick her brain and just talk and shoot the ish, you know, as it were. But that about does it. That about does it for the first episode of Coping Skills. I really hope that you like it, that it resonated with you in some way. Um, Let me know. Let me know what you think, what more you want to hear from. Um, Yeah, all that good stuff. So until next time, talk to you later. totally forgot one of my key talking points for the first episode. It was something that I call anxious thought of the day. And if you are my friend in real life or on Instagram, you will see that um, I post an anxious thought of the day every now and again, you know, anxious, anxious thoughts of the day are things like, what if I don't ever have lifelong friends? Like, I mean, I feel like, you know, every, let's, let's see, that's probably, I, I'm an only child, so I, I worry about friendship a lot. Like, I love and value my friends so much. Um, that's an idea. Or one, one that I had, uh, was like, what if, you know, you know, it, sneezing in the car while you're driving is really very dangerous. So, like, what if something happens someday when I sneeze in the car? Okay. Uh, what if I can't find the defroster button next time and my car just becomes a an obscured or um, cloudy snow globe on wheels? Okay. What if, uh, well... This could be just a very long list of anxious thoughts, okay? But I did want to tell you, one of the most relevant anxious thoughts that I've had recently is, am I a narcissist for starting a podcast? And I was thinking about this last night. I was so excited to start this whole thing and get it out there. And then um, as I was taking a bath, I was thinking like, you know, maybe you're just one like nasty narcissist for even doing this project like why would you even do this um like this is stupid you know and I want to say like that's I'm choosing not to believe that um and I don't think that having a podcast has to be or very often is narcissistic I mean I can't tell you how many podcasts that I just love (laughs) when, you know, there's one person talking and they're like, oh, I really hope you're not bored right now. I mean, I really do hope you're not bored right now. (laughs) Part of me is like, how are you still here? Like, how are you still listening? But if you are like, wow, that's so cool. Um, But anyway, whenever my favorite podcast hosts do a podcast on their own, I'm like, ah, like, I can't wait. I love them. It's so exciting. So honestly, like, forget that. Um, I think creating things is awesome. It's good for the soul and it's good for the world um, to create art. And that's what I want this podcast to be. I want it to be um, verbal art. I really want it to be something that matters and 
does something for other people and that is fun and that people listen to when they're driving or they're working or they're taking a bath or they're cleaning. I mean, that's what I do when I listen to podcasts, literally everything. So so forget that. Uh, no. So I'm just choosing to say no to that thought. And I think that just saying no to unhelpful thoughts is... Um, very helpful sometimes to do. You know, sometimes you have self-preservation and that is something to heed, definitely. But whenever you have these thoughts like you're so stupid, like why are you even trying? Like those are things that we should all try not to listen to. And they're very insidious and it's hard to recognize those sometimes because you think like, oh, they're, they're reasonable. Those are smart thoughts. And no, if if you've been working for something, you've been preparing for it, or your heart or soul really wants to do it and and you have that aptitude, I'm talking about creative projects here or maybe sports, like if you have an aptitude for a sport or something, you know, if you have the aptitude and you have the drive, it's important to try. Now, if you're just not good at something, like, okay, I am I could never be a basketball player. Like, perhaps that would be an instance where I'd be like, eh, it might be kind of a waste of time to try to become a basketball player. But maybe, you know, on the other hand, like, alternative me just, like, finds joy in trying to be a basketball player. I mean, that was me in, like, sixth grade. And I thought I would, like, be the coolest athlete girl. And, you know, that didn't happen. Um, And then I moved on to things that I was good at. So what I'm trying to say is let's all just try to find some things that we have been gifted in. Naturally, maybe we have an ability that we need to practice and hone. And if you have a voice that's saying, like, you're stupid for trying to do that, you're too old, it's too late, no, okay? You're doing this for you. You're doing this for your community, you're doing it to create something or do something. And that's what's important. So just wanted to wrap on that thought. All right. So this is goodbye for real. Until next time. Adios. skills mm, coping skills coping skills we podcast about anxiety and coping skills until next time i'll see you later gator bum bum